Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. That prescription, just a little review. But today I want to talk about us having identification as to who God has made us. And I'm speaking from a topic today called positive ID. Tell somebody positive ID. Come on, tell somebody beside you. Say positive ID. I mean, you know, many of you probably have 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 uh, have heard that term and watching cop shows or something like that. When 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 somebody's in a lineup and and they say, "Hey, I saw this person," and they say, "Yeah, we got a positive ID on that person." That means they has a they have a confirmation that that's the person. Or if somebody's missing. And they and they, they say, you know, what's their social? What's you know, if somebody's um, somebody that they fear be deceased, they'll check their their dental records to make sure that this is their person or something like that. Tell somebody positive ID. Positive ID is just a confirmation that you are who they thought you were. Can I tell you something, people of God? You are who God says you are. But the quest of our lives, people of God, the quest of our lives is to make sure that we come into the knowledge of who we are. Tell somebody, you must come into the knowledge of who you are. Tell somebody, you must come into the knowledge of who you are. And I, and, I, and I would dare submit to you today, people of God, that one of the greatest tactics that the enemy tries on the people in the kingdom of God is to keep you ignorant of your identity. Because he knows if I keep you ignorant of who you are, you will never come into the full measure of who God created you to be. The person who he ordained you in your mother's womb, he said, I, I may not can stop you from being saved. You may, you may end up going to heaven, and I may not drag you to hell with me, but my next goal is to make sure you never come to the full understanding of your identity of who God made you and your place in the kingdom. And if I can do that, then you'll never truly have victory. Oh, you may, go to, you may go to heaven. You may witness to a person or two, and you may get them saved, but you'll never do real damage to the kingdom of the devil. But tell somebody, I'm going to get my identity today. In order to be a full participant and, and, and beneficiary of the kingdom of God, people of God, you must have a positive identification of who you are in Christ and your place in the kingdom. The word of God says that we're destroyed because of lack of knowledge. It's not a knowledge of the newest technology. It's not a knowledge of, of, of Hebrew and Greek. It's the simple knowledge of who you are, who God is, and who you are in God. And you'd be surprised the people that walk around every day that are sister such and such, a deacon so and so, an apostle this, an apostle that, and, and, and profit this and profit that but they have not come into the true realization of who they are in God people a lot of times are functioning who they want to be but God can only bless who you are 
In this age where we're seeing uh, uh, televangelists and everybody's got a YouTube channel and everybody can turn on their phone and have a Facebook Live and everybody's a, and everybody's a, 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 in, in a driver's seat profit and saying something. And, 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 you know, everybody's trying to be who they think they want to be, but everybody can't be called to the same space, y'all. And the place that God called you may be something that nobody ever sees. It may, it, it may be the role of a Jonathan in a David's life. David didn't get it. Jonathan, matter of fact, Jonathan had every reason to be salty because he was the next in line to be the rightful heir, yet and still his best friend David got his throne. But yet and still, he loved David enough to tell him the truth. Sometimes we people who hold the mic and in front of everybody, the people who will pull you over the side and tell you truth is just as important as the people that stand on the stage. The people that hold up the armor for people to do what they do. Amen. I remember Pastor Yelverton talked about a couple weeks ago that we've elevated all these big gifts so much that we've begun to diminish the ministry of helps. Tell somebody that's a ministry. To be able to help, to make it easy. To lighten the load for those that are on the front line. Tell somebody help. How many have ever been in the need of help? Well, God says you can be the help for someone. It ain't all about writing a check. But God wants us to be focused on our identity. And I pray by the end of this message today, the next couple of minutes, that you will be ever so mindful of your identity. In order for us to get to the point, and we're going we're gonna to have a, 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 a thrilling finish that is going to encourage you today. But I want to talk about the fundamentals. Somebody say fundamentals. See, so many times we can get to the glossy, the shiny stuff that people get excited about, but we, but, but, uh, but, but we gloss over the fundamentals, the building blocks that make us eligible for all the things. Everybody want to get to talking about the favor. Everybody want to get to talk about being the head and not the tail. But there is something that took place that made you available to be the head and not the tail. Amen? Amen. So we're going to talk about it just a little bit on why we qualify for the kingdom. Not only is the kingdom of God in you, but you're a part of the kingdom because you qualify. Tell somebody, I qualify. Everybody living and breathing does not qualify. One way that we qualify is by accepting the finished work of Jesus Christ. How many have accepted the finished work of Jesus Christ and you are a follower of Jesus? Well, tell somebody, I qualify for the kingdom. I want you to turn with me. Well, first I want to talk about it like this. I talked about last week that when Adam messed up, it created a vacuum that only Jesus could fill. And I, and I said something, and I saw some people, I was like, oh, really? But y'all have to understand that there would be no need for Jesus to come if Adam hadn't messed up. Because you have to understand, Adam was God's perfect creation. Here in the earth, he gave him everything. He was made perfect. But God gave him will and he used his free choice of will 
to go in another direction. And when he sinned and disobeyed God, he, he, get, he literally, Adam owned the whole world. Now, the word of God says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Is that the Bible? But guess what? God gave the management and the stewardship over to Adam. He said, I, I own this. Let's not get it twisted. I own it. But I'm going to create something in my likeness, in my image. They have the same ability to speak, create, and have dominion. And I'm going to give it to you to rule over. Can I tell you, people of God, God created you. And he gave you your life, your health, your strength, your gifts, your talents. And your job is to manage them. Tell somebody, you are the manager. You are the manager, people of God. And I want us to, because so many times people say, well, if, if, you know, God's going to take care of it. God's got it in the control. And when God get ready, God's going to get me out of this. And some of that is true to an extent. But a lot of times we use that as an excuse to not change negative behaviors. We use it, <coughs> we use it as an excuse to stay the same way thinking God is going to come and do what we can do for ourselves. You're going to smile after a while. I promise you, you're going to smile. But we got to peel back these layers and we, we got to scrape away some dead skin so that we can receive the word of God. Tell somebody, it's on you. When Jesus bowed his head in the locks of his shoulders, he said, it is what y'all finish. What is the it that was finished? Everything that I needed to do to put man in a position in his rightful place where Adam was, I've done it. He said, it's finished. My mission is complete. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. See, Adam messed it up, but I'm going to show you through scripture right here where Jesus came to redeem what was lost. In 1 Corinthians 15, chapter and 45th verse, it says this. It says, scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, somebody say the last Adam. That is Jesus Christ is a life-giving spirit. I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to, we're going to do a little Bible study just for a second. Say so the first Adam became a living person. But the last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, is a life-giving spirit. See, Adam, Adam, Adam was not a life-giving spirit. But Jesus came, see, Adam came just to be the reflection of God the Father. But Jesus came to be a life-giving spirit. Tell somebody, he gave me my life back. How many of you know that when you were dead in your sin and your trespass, you were on your hell, you were, you were on your way to hell with, on, 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 on a fast train, and you were no good for the kingdom of God, and the devil was just banking on time to drag you down into the despair of hell. But tell somebody, God gave me my life back. Matter of fact, people of God, you have not begun to live until you accepted Jesus Christ. You are just existing. You are just an empty shell. It is a, the breath of God. Through Jesus Christ. The second Adam. Do you know there were only two people on this, on this ever walked the face of this earth that came directly from God? Adam and Jesus. That's why Paul called him the second or the last Adam. 
You know why he called him the last Adam? Because there would be no need to create any others because this one was perfect. This one lived a blameless life and he took and he hung his blameless, perfect body and perfect will on a cross to become, to become the ultimate sacrifice to redeem us back to our original state. Tell somebody, I'm back. Come on, come on, tell somebody, but tell them I'm back. I was lost in my sin, but when I accepted Jesus, I had a comeback. I had a comeback. And I've got access to everything that Adam had, y'all. The same way that, that Adam would walk around in the cool of the day and he would commune with God with his spirit. The same way that there was healing, that there was provision, that there was a leaf for every known disease that would heal you. That he had dominion over every animal, every creeping thing. Tell somebody, I'm back. And what the devil is banking on that you don't come into the realization that God, not, not only did Jesus uh, die to save you for the eternity, but he died to restore you back to Adam's spot. So when you walk in this earth, you have dominion over everything, every creepy thing, every lying thing, every gossiping thing. You have dominion over everything in heaven, in earth, and everything in between. Tell somebody, I'm back. That's what Jesus' blood did. It gave us the opportunity to get back. And so many times, so, oh God, oh God, 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 God. Woo. Getting ahead of myself. It says this, but Jesus is the life-giving spirit. Tell them the life-giving spirit. Say what comes first is natural is the natural body then the spiritual body comes later Adam the first man was made from the dust of the earth while Christ the second Adam came from heaven Jesus came not only to redeem us but Jesus came back to, re to regain ownership tell somebody he came to regain ownership I'm going to show you two in the Bible. Turn with me to Matthew 28 chapter. Anybody get anything out of this today? Tell somebody I'm back. Matthew the 28 chapter 16 verse. This is after Jesus had risen. He saw the two Marys in the garden. He told them I want you to tell. I want you to tell my disciples to meet me. Meet me at this particular place. And then Jesus showed up. He said, in 16, he says, Then the 11 disciples went away to Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed to them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. Tell somebody they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So not only Jesus dying gave us avenue to get back to the Father, but Jesus got all the power back. So you got to understand when Adam sinned, there was a shift in power. He handed the power over to Satan. But when Jesus went on that blood, went, went on that cross, and, he, and, he, and he, he, he dropped every piece of blood out of his body, he went into the lower parts of the earth. He went into Hades and he preached a sermon to the righteous ones first. And then he went over to, to the unrighteous side of, of hell. And he snatched, the, he snatched the keys of death, hell and the grave back from Satan. Tell somebody he got the power back. He got the power back. 
and he made a declaration. They started worshiping him, and he told him, he just made a declaration. He said, all power has been given to me. He made a declaration. He said, look, disciples, I got my power back. I was sent here on a mission and I went and I lived and I let my own creation hit me and spit on me and pluck the hairs out of my beard but it was worth it all because I got my power back tell somebody all power belongs to God but here's the thing y'all here's the thing y'all Jesus got the power back but he didn't get the power to keep it he didn't get the power to keep it. Oh my God. Turn with me to Romans the 8th chapter. Romans, anybody getting anything out of this? Tell somebody I'm back. Romans the 8th chapter 14 verse says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Tell somebody I've been adopted. Now the world looks at adoption, uh, the world looks at adoption as a thing that's a bad thing, like you're not legitimate. But what but through the adoption of the blood of Jesus Christ means that I am legally grafted into the family. I'm no longer standing on the outside. I wish I was, I wish I was. No, God said, come on in the house. Come on in the house. The same privileges I gave my son Jesus, I have given you testimony. I've been adopted. Adopted. That means I got every legal right to go to my father. I go, I got every legal right for protection and provision and favor, and everything that the father owns belongs to me. Tell somebody I've been adopted. It says here we have not received the bondage again to fear. But have received the spirit of, of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, means Father God, Daddy God. A good father will always provide, protect, and promote his children. Since he says the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. Tell somebody that bears witness with my spirit. That bears witness with my spirit. I'm no longer a slave. I'm a son. I'm no longer a slave. I'm a son. Do you hear me? I'm no longer a slave to fear, but he calls me son. Listen to this, y'all. This is the part that gets better. He said, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I ain't talking about no general. He got the whole world in his hand. Jesus loved the little children. I, that's all nice and sweet. But I'm talking about when you accept Jesus, when you come into a real realization of who you are in him. He said, you have the spirit of adoption. And then he said, he said, no, the spirit of adoption. He said, what? He said, you're, the, you're, see, see, it, it, it's not, it's not signed, sealed, and delivered until it bears witness with your spirit. God is already saying it in his word. And his word will not return void. But it's not until it bears witness with your spirit that wait a minute I've been living beneath my privilege I am a bona fide child of God and that's what the devil 
he's been blinding us. He's been, he's been keeping us emotional. He's been keeping us stirred up and stuff that don't matter because he's breaking on the day. He's breaking on the fact that you won't come, that it won't bear witness with your spirit. I ain't talking about no head intellect and knowledge. See, 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 the letter killer, but the spirit is the one that make it of a lie. The spirit is the one that does. Not until it hits you in the pit, in the valley of your spirit. That I'm a child. It don't matter how I got here. I'm a child. you adopted you know I don't care about that I'm, I'm a legal I'm a legal heir oh God y'all gotta read this some more this week y'all this is life so the spirit itself bears a witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and look he don't stop there y'all good God almighty he said in, 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 in case you being a child by yourself. See, some people still have a defeatist attitude and a and defeatist mentality. Well, I'm a child, but I'm not really authentic. I'm not really the original. I'm not really this. And so you find a way. I know some people just negative Nancy, just Debbie down all the time. You can't find the positive in nothing. But look, look, and so we got we got an antidote for you right here. He said, he said, now he said the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs. Oh. Tell somebody I'm an heir. Oh, it don't stop there, y'all. It don't stop there. It doesn't stop there. <laughs> Look. See, some, somebody will say, well, I'm an heir of what Jesus has for me. But look at what it says here. He said, if we are children, then we are heirs. But that, he want to get more specific. He said, we, then, then heirs, heirs of God. Meaning that you got direct access. See, oh God, I got, I, I got to mess with your theology for a minute. See, Jesus is our advocate. He is our intermediary only when we're in a state of sin. God Almighty. But when you are in righteousness, you are a direct heir of God. You got this, you, you, you standing in line just like Jesus. You're right beside him. When you accept his righteousness, does that bear witness with anybody's spirit? That's what the scripture said. He said, if you are a child, you are an heir, an heir with God. Meaning that the only, see, we want to use, we want to use, yeah, we always pray in Jesus' name. Whatever we do in, name, in thought or deed, we do it in Jesus' name. But we got to understand our place. And when you get in the mentality, when you get an identity of your place, when you get, get, when you get cognition of your place, you pray different, you think different, you move different, you respond different because I'm an heir, I'm a direct heir. It ain't no middle man. See, that's 
what I talked about the other week. We got to get rid of our sin consciousness. And start putting on our, our consciousness of our righteousness. And when we walk in the consciousness of our righteousness, we understand that we have direct linkage with God. Oh, God. And he said, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God. Y'all, good God Almighty. And joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Meaning I ain't got to wait for Jesus to drop some crumbs. I'm a son just like he is. Now, Jesus is the only begotten one. But as many as received him, then he gave power to become the sons of God. Tell somebody, I'm no longer a slave, but I'm a son. Can you tell that about three people around you? I want you to get in your spirit. Tell them, I'm no longer a slave, but I'm a son. Come on, tell them, I'm no longer a slave. But I'm a son. I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer Cinderella. I'm no longer a little papa that God just let in the room. I'm a bona fide son. I'm an heir. I'm a child. I'm an heir. I'm an heir of God. And I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. If y'all don't get this revelation, I'm a child. I'm an heir. I'm an heir of God. And I'm a joint heir. That is four levels of acceptance. I come against that. I come against that spirit of people saying that nobody loves me, that nobody cares about me. I come against that spirit of abandonment. God has echoed his voice four times that you are my child, you are an heir, you are an heir of me, and you are a joint heir with my only son somebody give God a praise if you're happy about the fact that you are a child you are an heir you are an heir of God and you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ somebody say positive ID that's who I am that's who I am and the devil can't stop it that's who I am and the devil can't remove it that's who I am and the devil can't negate it somebody say positive ID that's who I am that's who I am I'm a child I'm an heir I'm an heir of God and I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ if you receive that word you better make some noise thank you we thank you Lord that everything that you have for us it's been waiting on it for you to bear witness with our spirit Lord you've been waiting to bear witness with our spirit that we are in air and a children Oh, Stanty! 
Sherwinson, but God wants some praise right here. God wants some praise right here. Say, thank you, Lord, for accepting me. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me. Thank you, Lord, for that you didn't cast me away. Thank you, Lord, that I'm a child.
with us for long enough. I know who I am now. Uh-oh, I know who I am now. I know who I am now. Somebody shout, I know who I am now. I know who I am now. I know, I know, I know, I know. When, I, when, you, call it, when, when you know who you are, you also know who you are not. You are not. You are not what you did. You are not what happened to you. You are not the divorce. You are not the rape. You are not the molestation. You are a child. And children have benefits. Children have guarantees. about your inheritance. I'm going to read this last scripture and we're going to worship and we're going to go. First Peter, the first chapter. Y'all stay in your worship. First Peter, the first chapter. Third verse says this. All praise to God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. That's why it's by his mercy. Because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Tell somebody I've got a great expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change I'm going to lay a pen right there your inheritance is beyond the reach of change can I tell you the thing that God spoke to your heart the thing that God promised you decades ago the word of God is confirmed down here that it is beyond the reach of change. God has not changed his mind concerning you. God has not changed his mind. But God, I'm this old now and I'm messed up. And I, God said, I have not changed my mind concerning you. My word is my word. And it is settled forever in heaven. I knew what would happen to you when I spoke it in the beginning. It is pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. I'll pick up next week here. 
Somebody lift your hands and just thank God. That inheritance is coming. You're the rightful owner of it. You're the rightful owner of it. And I pray that everything that is stored up, oh God, I thank you. Oh, I can't preach no more. But the scripture said that every priceless inheritance is stored up in heaven where it's not subject to change or decay. Now, somebody who, 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 is not, who is not kingdom minded would think that it's about, Lord, it's, it's, it's stored away when I get up there. You don't need no promises when you get on those streets of gold. We need the inheritance down here. Lord, if you're so ready to get the eternity, just go and walk out in traffic or something. But if I, the inheritance is down here on earth. And according to your alignment, with the knowledge of who you are, inheritance is about to begin to start flowing. Does anybody believe that inheritance is about to flow? Every good gift, every promise, every generational blessing, everything that he promised, oh God, is about to start flowing. Why? Because I have positive identification of who he made me and who I am in his kingdom. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Lord, we thank you. Lord, for the positive identification, the confirmation that you are who you called us to be. You are who you ordained us to be from our mother's womb. Now, God, we thank you, Lord, that you opened up the seals of your revelation, God, and you poured it in our spirit. God, we thank you right now that the word today begins to bear witness with our spirit. And when it bears witness with our spirit, God, we qualify for every promise of an heir. We qualify for every promise of a child of God. We qualify for every promise of a joint heir with Christ Jesus. We promise for every promise that being an heir of God. So God, we thank you right now that our mind, Lord, you said we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, God. We thank you, Lord, that the word has fell upon good ground today and that, Lord, we think different about who we are because we are a child. We are an heir. We are an heir of you and we are a joint heir with your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, change our thinking. Change our speaking. Change our expectation. Lord, let us expect, let us walk like children of royalty. Let us expect, let us talk, let us move like children of royalty certain things we don't have to settle for anymore God because we know who we are we thank you Father 
that you have confirmed us today. We were already it, God, but we can't benefit from something that we are not knowledgeable of. God, we thank you, Lord, that we are knowledgeable first of our place in you. And God, we're now knowledgeable of our inheritance. So we thank you, Lord, for releasing every good gift and every good thing. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that from this word today, Lord, you're going to revolutionize us on this week. All because we are cognizant of our place and our identification in you. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, that you would come and you would speak to us. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.